So, okay, Girl from Ipanema. That is that is one of the songs that pops in my head all the time. Because yeah. that is the song of my soul <laughs> when, when that is on when when everything is okay. That is the, that is the Your like soul. Yes, is yes. light jazz. Yes, no, no, it's like bossa nova, specifically bossa nova style jazz. Oh, yes. oh no, yes. I've been schooled. Thanks, Oscar, for the fall. Um, so yeah, bossa nova style jazz. Like I, I know my jazz. Um, wow, uh, I do not. Uh, I played in a, a stage band in high school, and <laughs> so I, I literally learned tenor saxophone just so I could be in the stage band because I'm a cool kid. You're a cool kid. <laughs> uh, I I uh, can dance the Lindy Hop and uh, taught how to dance and DJed for many years. Oh, you know, um, you know when I said I will record too. Mm-hmm. You didn't, did you? Now I'm recording. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's fine because we didn't officially start yet, so you're good. You're good. But so, Oops. so like, like you know that the feeling. You know, sometimes when you just feel good and you don't have any anxiety and you're just like, no. ah, life. Like that, the rare, the rare occasion, <laughs> that rare occasion before before the world comes crashing down. Before you realize I that, like, tell of this, this. Uh, okay, I just imagine uh, this theory of go contentment. With me, go with me on on this little this little mental journey. Just close your eyes. Yes, and okay. Imagine, imagine you're on a beautiful sunset beach. Oh, okay, beautiful sunset beach. So beautiful. Everything oh. in the world is fine. <laughs> and you've just realized that all the terrible things that you thought were going on aren't aren't actually actually happening. It was all a lie. Everything's wonderful. Everybody's nice and the world is perfect. That is the song that's playing in the background. Girl, the girl from Ipanema. The girl from Ipanema. Yeah, specifically, ah. specifically the non-vocal one. Just the... Were you were you the bass section? Because <laughs> it's showing. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I play the bass. No. I, well, I, I do play bass, but uh, I also play guitar. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, um, well, we'll see if Lainey decides to join us. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Cool Thank you, cash. everybody, for joining us. This is going to be an awesome show. You can see. Well. <laughs> We have set to talk it up. We have low. to. We have, no, no, we got to set the expectations super high. We got to shoot, oh, shoot the moon. Set hope. We got to hype it up. That's, a, that's, a, that's how <laughs> the we most go. Ambitious crossover. Yes. Maybe via media meets robots radio. Oh yes, that's it. everyone. Everyone knows this is going to be a killer episode. All right, we're going to do. We're going to do some <laughs> intro music. We're going to get this going, and then we're going to talk about some tabletop role playing games, specifically oh, yeah. post apocalyptic Fallout tabletop role-playing games. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Here we go. The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. It's true that that voice happens. I always just thought you did that live. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't even have to open my mouth and the voice just happens. It's amazing. Welcome, Wastelanders, Vault Dwellers. Welcome back. Hello. This is the Fallout Lorecast. I'm your host, Tom or Robots. And that other voice is not Lainey. No, this is this is not Lainey. This is Ellen. This is this is somebody else. And if you have listened to Roll to Cast, (laughs) then you might recognize the voice because we're switching it up today. Well, welcome to the show. Well, yeah. 
How's We're it doing going? a crossover. It's fun. It's flirty. It's cool. It's cash. Hey. And uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I am Ellen from uh, Roll to Cast, which is a production by Baby Beard Media, which is uh, four Australian performers getting around a podcast table and making some top tier TTRPG content yes. um, where we use our performing skills and we like to, we like to keep it cool and cash and uh, give some variety. So each season is a different ca- game. Um, and thus I am having to read so many different <laughs> game systems. Uh, and I really feel like I'm, I'm back in high school in the best way. <laughs> in, in the best way, not in the, oh my God, I'm back in high school. Am I going to be able to sit with my friends at the lunch table? Or are oh those God. people over there going to make fun of me? And oh my God, is that person looking I at me? I just got shoved into a locker. Oh this is the worst. Oh if God. someone looks at me, I'm just going to die. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Jennifer, Jennifer just stole my fries again. Jennifer. Oh. What a bitch. Oh, I hate Jennifer. <laughs> I can't yeah, believe, I believe, so, I can't believe so Jennifer's us. parents bought her that car for her birthday. <laughs> no joke. I always feel like American teens and Australian teens are entirely different breeds. Entirely different. So wait, okay, so uh, si- si- side quest. Speaking about role-playing games. Side quest here, mm. side story. Um, when I was in high school, there was a girl in one of my classes whose parents bought her a car for her 16th birthday. And she, she came to school. She, but here's the story. She came to school that day, totally pissed off. And we were like, I'm just, I'm just going to call her Candace. And, and we're like, Candace, why are you upset? <laughs> and she was like, ah, you wouldn't understand. And we're like, what? You're, you just got a car for your birthday. And she's like, yeah, but it's, yeah, well, it's the wrong color. And we were just oh like, my God. what is wrong with you? Paint, <laughs> we were like, paint shops do exist. <laughs> we're just like, You've got to be. Anyway, welcome to the show. Why? So you are here today because. Remember when we were talking about TTRPGs? Yeah, because, <laughs> Isn't that fun? because there is a Fallout tabletop role playing game. And you, indeed. you have had experience at this. I have not had experience at this yet. But you have. Yes. Yes. And so uh, the wonderful minds um, behind multiple shows on the Robots Radio Network, your shows and my shows, came together. And I'm giving us both compliments because I guess I'm just complimenting us. So pat on our backs. (laughs) Yay. It's a free for all. It's a free for all. (laughs) Everyone Um, gets a compliment today. Yeah. So I was like, hey, you were like, hey, let's let's get there and talk. And was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing today. So, so, So here, tell you what, let's start off because... I've talked about role-playing games on this show before. In fact, I think it was like a year and a half ago. I was like, you know, I'm going to just make my own rules for kind of a fallout role-play system. And I I did a few shows where I basically simplified a Dungeons and Dragons system because I wanted to, Mm. I wanted to be able to take my son who was 10 or nine or 10 at the time and just kind of work him through a system. And I was like, Hey, we could just make ourselves characters. I could be a super mutant or a robot or something like that. We could just use like a, maybe a D 20 dice system and just, you know, make up a system where if you want to do a thing, we'll figure out how to roll the dice and make it work. And so I created a very simplified system, but the official TTRPG for Fallout is not that. It's not what I created. It's no. it's an official I've, system. I've seen many a, a mod like there there was a popular kind of Fallout mod um, that was never. I don't think it was officially published. Uh, and, and people have been using D and D as a kind of right. um, look. I maintain that D and D is the furthest away from the actual genre than any other role-playing game. Because <laughs> right. most people find the fun 
and the you know the frivolity in that D and D is so um, pliable in that you can really use it to adapt a lot of different systems. Um, I think people really love the combat and and how the game system actually works. Whereas if I try and think of D and D in terms of like a really specific genre or what's the trappings of D and D it's, it's a lot more nebulous, right? Because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people play it and, um, the fun comes from the comedy of it all of like not taking the genre seriously. And then you have really specific genre D and D campaigns like curse of Strahd, which is obviously Gothic and, and horror. Um, and so it's just kind of like, what is D and D apart from a very baseline, uh, a setting or like co- a game system that people just use for right. what ifs, right. which well, is why I get annoyed when people like, I don't, I don't accept these races in my game because they're made after the year 22 and, <laughs> and that's bad and not part of the, the fine wine that is D and D and it's like D and D is fast food and you admit it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, the pliability of Dungeons and Dragons is, is you have, a d20 and you can use the d20 for general rules or general roles for whatever and then you have yeah. specific dice that you can use for specific things like this weapon is a d8 or this you know this ability is a d10 or two d4s or whatever right and that's the general pliability of it is that right whereas like yeah. a specific system you know like uh you know you guys have been playing um kids on bikes right is way more specific to the setting and the way that that world works and Mm. that's more focused so when it comes to something like the fallout tabletop role-playing game how where does that fit in on like that on that scale of things how does it Mm. how let's get into the let's get into the yeah yeah nitty-gritty how does uh, it work the nitty-gritty so i've been playing the fallout role-playing game by Modiphius Entertainment for a stream with our good friends, friends of the pod, uh, Cyberpunk Uncensored. (laughs) Uh And it's interesting because it has a 2D20 system. So you're always trying to roll under. It's a roll under system. So the lower the rolls, generally the better. So what does that mean for people who have never played that kind of system before? Yeah, so instead of all your lovely dice that you've spent a long time collecting, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> you only get to use two D20s. That's it. Well, uh, two dice. yeah, that's that's the baseline. You can buy more dice if needed, but you have uh, two D20s as a, as a baseline. Then you are going off of your special score, which is... Uh, uh, strength uh, kind perception of over from the game all yeah. of that stuff right? strength perception all the other things that Endurance. special stands for that right. i've not memorized <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. We got i it, think man. it's strength strength perception endurance the hell is c charisma <laughs> charisma intelligence intelligence uh-huh uh you know you know and i do have it in, open in front of me but, yeah it's, uh, it's uh, much more fun to freestyle uh, what is it it's uh oh i can't find I it i don't know Luck why can't i think of it all of a sudden i, I can't think much. of it uh agility agility and then luck ah, yes. jinx you Agil- me agility yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right um yeah. So you've got that. And then you've got skills that you can buy when you are ca- creating your character. So generally you add a 
special stat and then that skill together. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for example, I'm trying to sneak. That's my perception plus my stealth skill. That comes to about 11 for me. So Mm -hmm. when I roll my two D20s, I'm hoping that either or both of them will roll under an 11. Okay. So that's that's the kind of core system. There are also additional things like um, you have action points, which you start out with a few in the game, uh, and they can allow you to buy certain things. You can use action points to buy specific questions or answers from the GM. Uh, you can use a, uh, action points to buy more dice for a roll. Uh-huh. So you say, okay, I will need three successes to make this roll. Obviously, using the baseline of 2d20s, that is impossible. I'm going to use my action points to buy one or two more d20s to kind of boost my odds a little bit at getting more successes so if you had to like hack a so let's say you're in a you've you've busted into the bad guy's facility and you're Mm. you're trying to hack the computer mainframe and it's a really tough system to hack (laughs) right right (laughs) right yeah i respect the rules of hospitality (laughs) of course of course so the enclave the enclave bunker is open there's a computer mainframe that's that's there and you need to you need a three you need to hack it with three successes mm-hmm. so now you, you need to use at least one action point in order to get an extra yeah. roll to attempt yep, to do that that is correct okay. yeah and and the thing is uh it pushes for a more group play style because you have a pool of action points uh the most you can have is six and you get them when you um roll on your tag skills, um, if they get successes, then it's like, oh, you get some little action points. It's kind of like we talked about kids on bikes, which we're playing at the moment. Uh, I say that we have long stopped playing that, uh, <laughs> but you, but the episodes are releasing. <laughs> we do them all in right. bulk. You guys so, do them in bulk and then you uh, release them over time. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It gives us a chance to edit it. And um, it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like, we talk about roll to cast uh, as almost like a TV show in that there is an epic pre-production time where we are trying to learn the game systems, creating our characters, uh, getting our um, composer on board, giving them time to kind of start producing some tracks or get, get the mood and tone of the game. Then we are often liaising with the, game companies because we want their support and vice versa. We can be great uh, marketing material for them. And then we go into the actual recording time, which is usually like three days of like 10 to six role-playing plus more if we don't finish it in time. And then the the post-production, which is like the longest part where we are editing, we're getting our music done, we're splicing that in, we're finding effects. It's a whole, it's a whole last thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so people, people will ask you questions about like, oh, oh, you know, what was this about? And it's like, mate, that was, that was four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it was a while also, ago. This is a whole thing. Also, any comments of like, why don't you do this next? It's like, because <laughs> <laughs> right. that was four months ago <laughs> <laughs> okay so um so bless. there's a there's a oh, sorry tag my system? point was in kids on bikes you get uh um uh oh gosh uh, you get a little 
a, a bonus token, adversity token is mm-hmm. what they're called, or adversity points in Kids on Bikes. But that is for when you fail rolls. When you fail rolls, uh, you get a little token that you can also then use to boost things. So they are using a similar thing with the action points where uh, big successes get rewarded um, and you can figure out as a group how to kind of spend those action points accordingly. Okay. Okay. So that so, was my point. It took me like 20 minutes to get there. <laughs> got it. Got it. So, so you've got your action points you can spend on stuff. You've got your, your specials. When you build out your character, you can choose how many points to put into each special, just like you can when you're actually playing the video games, I'm, I would assume. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be a character that's, you know, uh, more strong and, and kind of resilient, then you can put your points into strength and endurance. And you can yeah. be somebody who, you know, runs in with a big old, you know, two by four stop and sign. You know, <laughs> stop sign and hit people over the head with it. Right. And can tank a little bit yeah. more damage probably. And do you, yeah. so how does the hit points side of that work? Well, it, it is, um, it is funny because you're not given all that many points to start out with when you start the game. I can't remember exactly how much you get, but it, it mm. is quite on the smaller scale. So at the moment I have a ghoul who is, um, she's much more on the brainy side, mm-hmm. uh, a scientist, uh, obviously not very physically adept because ghouls uh, have suffered many radiation damage and uh-huh. a lot so, of their muscles and skins have weathered away. <laughs> right. So, so you can, you can play as different character types then, so different like races. Um, yeah. do they have yeah. defaults, bonuses or Reductions to they all do. Stats? They all okay. have their own. Yeah. So if you're a ghoul or a super mutant, obviously you are immune to radiation and a lot of other poisons. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, then you've got a storytelling thing where a lot of people don't like ghouls and super mutants. Right, right. So it would be like playing a drow in D&D. Some people are going to yeah. be predisposed to not like you so much. Yeah. Racism happens everywhere. Wonderful. Hey. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> Oops. All racism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Role playing games. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can. The thing that Modiphius, I think, have tried to do with this game is really. It is a game for fans of Fallout, mm-hmm. which I know I had a bit of a tricky time because I had actually not played any Fallout games. Uh, beforehand, I had seen a lot of people play them and people talk about them. And uh, in the lead up, I actually listened to a lot of Fallout lower, co- lower cast because I was like, what the hell is happening? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but even the, the, the opening setting is, um, it, it really kind of just jumps straight into the character creation. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I always like to know what genre I'm playing because that will affect what kind of character and what kind of archetypes I'm using to play the game. Sure. Where it really just jumps straight in there. And what they've tried to do is clearly make it so that everyone can play their kind of canon world states. Mm-hmm. Um, there are story hooks later in there for, um, I haven't played it, but I know clearly they're alluding to Fallout 4. Um, and so a the lot Boston of other area, things. It's based, yeah, and it's those n- kinds of things it's not set in a specific place because it's kind of like your fans are fallout already. Mm-hmm. And we know that this game is so that you can basically, instead of making a D and D mod, you can play this instead and you can set it wherever and any kind of world states that you want to carry over from the game is correct. I think that limits the, I mean, not limits the game. 
it by not being specific, I find that that does pose a hamper to people who really want to get stuck into the actual TTRPG. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's a it's a necessarily a bad thing to go, hey, look, if you've played the games, this might not necessarily be canon to you, but yeah. you've still got the get you know, it's it's trying to kind of like have 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 it's its cake and, cake eat, it and eat it yeah yeah absolutely that, that's yeah, the expression that um, came to mind too um and I, I think that's difficult though because so many people will say uh, there's there's going to be a division there some people are going to go only the game should be canon and then other people are going to go anything that comes out can be canon whether it's a book or a role-playing game or whatever let's make it all canon you know and then yeah and people are going to go well if you know 98 percent of the community never plays the role-playing game then why would it ever be canon you know like I, I guess yeah. I get both sides of that because yeah, yeah it, totally. You know, I, sure. I'm not here to you know to poop on anyone's parade or. Um. <laughs> I like pooping on parades. I don't know about you. <laughs> <A poop> parade. <laughs> well, you shouldn't. Uh, it's, a, it's a hygienic nightmare. That's terrible. Uh, That's a terrible yeah. idea. Who would go to see a poop parade? Um, <laughs> you have a little poo poo parade. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm kind of of the opinion that games. You know, it's a similar, I love D&D, but if I, uh, we've talked about doing it for Roll to Cast and we all had similar hesitations because we like to play to the specifics of the genre that the game gives us. And each game generally is trying to tell us a story Mm -hmm. within its game system, within its setting and within its rules. And we want to help tell that story. Yeah. The the story that Fallout, the TTRPG seems to be telling is we like Fallout and we want to keep enjoying it with our friends, which is not a bad story, but it is not really, it's hard to play that. You know, it doesn't it's really give you just, a specific direction. Yeah. It's a big sandbox that you can play in and you can keep living in the world of Fallout because obviously throughout you know, when Fallout first came out in the 90s, 90s? Yeah. Uh, um, very Fallout early one. 90s, yeah. Yeah, it's it's it has gone through so many no, I'm sorry, many very, late, very late 90s, not early 90s. I'm sorry. Yeah. My brain just went... And, and, no, no, that's all good. And despite, <laughs> like, the game developers not being around, those companies closing, Fallout has maintained to have a long... A long life, a half life, a cursed life. No, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> a double a, life. Wait, what? Like a ghoul, it has weathered, you know. <laughs> the many, radiation many of the modern age. Oh, no. Yes. Uh. <laughs> um, and kind of, you know, from, from I can't remember the company to now Bethesda, it, people just love fallout they love the iconography of it they love the rpg setting i think people like how uh, fallout for me usually has a very specific tone which is equal parts bleak um mixed with bonkers absurdism <laughs> yes oh yeah Humorous. absolutely and, and it's it's a wonderful mix well yeah. hey, tell you what i've i know i know we only have so much time for the show we, i need to go to the middle of the show to thank our patrons i also want to show you Yay! something really cool i'm going to send it to you in our in our message on twitter so you can take a look at it as well when i as okay. i'm going to put it up on screen as well because there's something new i'm doing with the patreon i want to get your thoughts on this and then uh we're going to come back and i want to get some a little bit more specifics about some of the combat stuff that you can do in the game and i also have a fun little story to share about um when i did my little fun little 
play session with my in-laws and I took them on a fun oh. adventure, which is was fun wow. stuff to share. So we'll, we'll be it's right back. It's a risky move, Tom. It's a, a risky, risky move. move. It's a risky move. <laughs> and yeah, for more than one reason, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. So here we are in the middle of the show. Um, here, I'm going to send this over to you. Um, and then I'm going to put this up on screen. Check this out. So for those of you watching on the live stream or also on the videos, this is some of our new merch that I set up. This is uh, the first of the shirts that's going to that is currently set up to roll out to our patrons. So if you are currently one of our tier four or higher patrons, you will be getting T-shirts. So congratulations and no extra cost. You will start to get T-shirts every three months for being at those tiers. If you are a tier three patron, then you will get the same design as a sticker. And this is the first one that's going to come out. It is a Brotherhood of Steel design. And I wish I could set this up. Actually, I probably can load up a picture. Uh, it'll take too long for me to find it right now. But um, <laughs> the, the high definition version of this, you can actually see the really detailed work on that. Um, and it's it's oh. a Brotherhood of Steel design. But the instead of it just being, say, like a black Brotherhood of Steel shape with the gears and the sword and the wings, that part of it is actually really, really detailed, weathered looking steel with like scuff marks and things like that all within the mm. that work. And then the the fall Lorecast logos within that. Um, and it's this kind of minimal minimalist look that works really well on a T-shirt. And that's going to be yeah. the first one. We're going to get a bunch of other logos and things from different factions and stuff in Fallout. Every three months, a new design will go up on the Patreon. And as long as you continue supporting as a patron, then you get the next design every time a new one goes up. These will only go out on Patreon. So only patrons will ever get these and they will never go up on the regular Robots Radio store. So you can say, hey, I was a patron because I had this and nobody else did. And so that's that's to say thank you for your loyalty. So, yeah. Yay! It is a very cool shirt. I had to, uh, my computer was loading so slowly, so I had to <laughs> look it up on my phone. <laughs> Classic Aussie internet delivered by a kangaroo. Yes. Um, yes. yeah, no, that looks like such an awesome shirt. Uh, the Brotherhood of Steel is very, like the logo is very dope. I don't really care for the yeah, the faction has some uh, leanings, leanings. And that's why that's why we're going to do different factions every time. We're going to have all of the eventually we'll work our way all through all of the major factions, um, all the major different groups. And eventually we'll work into all sorts of different other things as well. Who's so, wearing an Enclave shirt? Oh, somebody's going to have it. But here's the Enclave shirt's cool sort, because it has. Sort yourselves out. <laughs> because the Enclave one is going to have um, the texture for it is a worn out and faded and kind of uh, scuffed up looking American flag. Uh. So it's all like broken and battered underneath it, which is symbolic. That's of cool. Enclave. So yes, it's it's like the loading screen for um, Fallout Two, uh -huh. where it's like you know, I, it's not. I don't think it's an enclave. I think it's a Brotherhood of Steel helmet that is just like graffitied and weather beaten and yeah, and left to kind of rust. And you're like, ooh, that's some delicious storytelling. Yeah, it's all it's all it's all symbolic <laughs> and just kind of there in the environment. Yeah. and it just tells so much. Yeah, just in that, yeah, that image. Yeah, so that's what that's what I'm going for in this artwork, and I think it looks awesome. Um, I spent some time working on each of those. I have the first four of those all designed already. And if you upgrade, then if you're not 
one of the tiers that's already set up for this you can upgrade and you can get it and if you aren't a patron then you just go to patreon.com slash fallout lorecast and you can sign up at one of those and tiers on, and you can go do it then what are you doing hey and, and if you are already then i need to say thank you to you especially those of you who are tier five and higher which includes our tier six patron our liberty prime this is this is uh jared b thank you thank you so much jared our um jared, our, our pie you. man he's he's a wonderful wonderful guy he supports the show um so pie much man. so much support thank you pie man and then also southern rage and stagger and stumble support us as tier five patrons every week they get they get called out so thank you guys and everyone else who supports the show all 44 of you guys thank you so very much um i'm hoping you guys will love these and th- again thank you for your your support for your loyalty and this is no extra cost to, the, to those of you who are currently at these tiers this is just something bonus that you guys will get as just a thank you for, for do you your extra think support. your patrons uh what kind of vaults would they be in <laughs> what kind of vault would they be in oh man i would say a dope one a dope Although, one one of the good ones planned by the american government i uh, for experimentation Oh. I doubt it, but maybe this is a nice vault for maybe. fun times. This is the this is the vault that they got together and they built themselves without vault tech knowing. Oh. Mm. Oh, the vault is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> this is like the, this is the thing everybody is saying now. This is like the I wonder how long this is this meme's gonna last. Forever, 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 until friendship dies. It's, oh God! Oh no! That's the next very tragic storyline. And with that, let's get on with the rest of the show. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, a anniversary diamond orb gear a bunch of other items it is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code maxpool m-a-x-p-o-o-l maxpool don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to marvel strike force for sponsoring this episode bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc <laughs> if you have any questions about nuka world i'd be delighted to answer them it's time for fall to australia well that's uh Woo! that's a good idea uh, <laughs> i don't think uh yeah australia is an interesting one in terms of post-apocalyptic law because we are quite often left out 
or it is mm. just like, yeah, it exploded or it's too hot to live there. Or it's just or, Mad Max. Or it's Mad Max, which makes sense because uh, a lot of it was filmed here. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, if you've driven from Adelaide to Darwin, you're not far off. <laughs> you got to make sure you got some spiky jackets because <laughs> out there be monsters, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it is, you are like one of the largest land masses on the planet and yet still so empty of stuff. Well, yeah, the middle is very hot and arid and, hot and uh, empty. but that's not, you know, and also, uh, not to get all, uh, anti-colonial, uh, up in this space, but, uh, I'm, I'm sure there was a free movement and people living there before, uh, wild wide scale slaughter and genocide by white peoples. Yeah. Good job. White people. Um, Oops. all right. Well, on to happier, <laughs> on to ha happier, conversation points let's talk about fallout <laughs> let's talk about conflict and battle okay. in fallout which nice segue <laughs> it's kind of the same thing um it's fun because it's not real it's fun because it's not real so, okay so in this system i'm sure that they have probably laid out some uh, basic enemy types right you probably have everything from like rad roaches to you know, like ghouls Right. Yeah. Yeah. Feral ghouls. Feral ghouls to like, uh, you know, super mutants with machine guns, kind of all the standard stuff. And you can't forget good old, you know, raiders and cultists and. Oh, yeah. Libertarians yeah. out there. <laughs> oh, those libertarians. <laughs> yep. Yep. Can't forget them. They're armed to the teeth. Um, so that's just dangerous. <laughs> so how, how does how does combat go? Is, is there like a initiative kind of thing going on? And do you have like weapons with damage? How does that work? Yeah, you have you have weapons with damage. You have an armor kind of rating, um, which will similar to cyberpunk. It will ablate damage, okay, um, but get progressively more and more damaged the the more you continue to use it. Uh, okay, um, so you can actually wear it out, and then yeah, yeah, it's no longer useful. M most, um, I think you have a pose test, and so it's kind of like whoever is. Uh, uh, opposing will roll first. Um, I, I, I don't think we have encountered any initiative order at this certain stage. I know there is one and it is set by a specific stat. Um, okay. but I cannot for the life of me, remember it. We're it, it, a lot of it is, you know, looting, um, surviving combat will not always be scarce, but it, it's kind of, um, you know, it's pretty manageable. Uh, and, and, uh, adding to that, you have the group role. So someone in your group can kind of lead an action. Um, and everyone else just rolls one D 20 and sees if it's a success, then they boost and they are all supporting the kind of team leader. And so I think we've used that for a lot of kind of big moments. You know, we have, we have a super mutant who's really obviously the tank. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so in, in things like that, we are quite often using a group role because it's like, okay, we're all banded together. We've all got our specific stats and um, we need you to protect us, please. <laughs> <laughs> right. You take the, you get up, you go up in front and then we'll all get behind you and you do your yeah. thing and we'll just <laughs> cross our fingers. Okay. We're good. Yeah. I am such the worst person to ask. Cause I'm always so, uh, 
scatterbrained when it comes to game systems. <laughs> but yes, there is a, an initiative order. But if you ask me, I'll. I is it based on you. agility or something like that? Probably. Yeah, something. Okay. <laughs> something like that. Okay. Now, when it comes to uh, going back to the characters, what are the different uh, kinds of races that you can be? Human, mm. ghoul, super mutant. Yeah. Super can mutant. You, a, you can be the synth. A synth. Okay. Can you be a robot? I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can be a robot. Um, and then you've got, yeah, yeah, your vault dwellers, your stock standard humans, and all of them have their own little bonuses and, and perks. And um, I really wanted to play a ghoul because I've, I've always found them very interesting in the Fallout world. And um, I know that Fallout New Vegas really uh, deals, delves into what is it like to be indefinitely immortal and you have really cool ghoul NPCs that have lived kind of multiple lifetimes over and have yeah. to keep reinventing themselves. Uh, so I, I thought that was really cool. And obviously that's a, that's a thing you can't do in the video game. You can't play as a ghoul right. um, to my knowledge no. and you can't play as a super mutant. You no. can make some really cool NPCs. Um, but this gives you that option to really explore the, the world of fallout Um so yeah, you, uh, you've got super mutants, you've got ghouls, you've got vault dwellers, you've got synths and robots. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and so they all have kind of different bonuses, uh, according to right. their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. In so, fallout four, the fun. synths don't necessarily know that they're synths. They think they're human. So that's a fun yes. story bit. You could play into that is the idea that yeah. like, your character doesn't necessarily know that they're a synth. We, we kind of do that as well with our, um, uh, our super mutant in our cyberpunk uncensored stream, Rob plays a super mutant called Wally, who uh, very much believes he's human, and <laughs> so we have to just great. keep 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 talking around it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, we can't we can't go into this, uh, you know, shelter. It's uh, they're not going to look too kindly on non-humans. And Walter will be like, but I am a human. <laughs> but I am human. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> yes, yes, you are human, but they. Uh, yes. But you're you're. But they you're, like. <laughs> you're so strong that they will yeah, be intimidated yeah. <laughs> by your strength. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I am very strong, human. Yes, you're a very strong and human. That's yes. That is pretty much my whole mo during our game. Yeah. It's like yes, yes, I know, but mm -hmm, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, they're they're just they're just scared of you. That's what. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's fun because I think anybody who has enough experience playing the Fallout games can dream up some very interesting situations to, to put their party through, you know, if they're if they're mm. the GM of this. Um, so I, I was so <laughs> some background story. Um, we were getting together with my wife's parents and my son. Yes, your in-laws. Right. My son is that the system that I had designed that I mentioned before. Um, I basically built a little bit of a system based on some D&D principles that are kind of, you know, streamlined. And I'd played it with my son and my wife before and um, ended up playing with my son and one of his friends. And we had a, a lot of fun doing that at one point. But uh, my wife's parents were over and they so they're extremely conservative. They were they the kind of people that we had to explain that, like, I play Dungeons and Dragons and I did, did a Dungeons and Dragons podcast and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that, no, it, it's not about worshiping devils and, you know, like 
no, this is an okay Mine thing. Is. Right. Yeah, right. Right. But like, no, this is an okay thing. It's it's good. There's nothing bad about it. Like we had to explain this to them. But so I thought it would be like, no, it's not a bad idea to take them through a role playing game to let them understand what this is kind of like. So we had them create their characters. We took them through this adventure. They ended up um, like being part of this community called Unity, where they could pick the different kinds of characters they were. And, you know, somebody was a super mutant. Somebody was a my, my son always wants to be a robot. He's like a Mr. Handy who floats around he's got a little bus yeah you have bus <laughs> on a torch um my wife always wants to be the super mutant and she's her her name's what does she call herself uh i don't remember she, but she just wants to smash things um well, see. and uh, uh anyway we, we took them on an adventure the kids got lost somewhere they end up over at a um a place that's kind of like uh nuka world it's like this old rundown theme park and yes Turns out that somebody had abducted the kids. It turns out it was like a robot that went haywire. So they smashed the robots. They're able to free the kids and bring the kids back. So it's this nice, wholesome story about them finding some kids who were in j- trouble because the robots took them and they bring the kids back. So it turned into this like nice, wholesome thing. But, you know, it was based on the Fallout world. And it was this wonderful, like, commu- like family, nice thing that we we're able Aww. to bring everybody into. So it worked out really well. And that's so what you're saying is the fallout is the friends we made along the, the way. It's the friends you made along the way. But that's, but, and, and I'm, I'm sure you, you understand this too from, from the perspective of, of an entertainer, but also somebody who understands how games can bring people together. Even, even when you have ide- ideological differences, even among your family, the ability to use mm-hmm. something like this to bridge that gap and to use role playing as a way to kind of like, connect and yeah. even something like fallout which can be like we said dark or even ridiculous can be used in a way that can bring people together and i think that's just kind of a fun thing to to think I, about i totally agree you know that we talked a little bit about what it's like in uh, as a performer and in, in, in the arts and it really does feel like a team sport where you're all kind of working together to build something um and i'm i'm for big i'm a big proponent of those skills should be utilized in more places and um, introducing kids to, to that, uh, particularly with the use of fantasy role-playing games has been really beneficial. And, and I think there's a big push for that now of, of having a D&D kind of um, activity in a lot of uh, uh, after-school or intra-school curriculums of, of kind of having that accessible because it is a safe way to explore storytellings, to exercise empathy and to work as a team. You know, it's always more fun when you can utilize creative problem solving. Um, and as an actor, it, it's, it's that thing where you can go to some really dark places um, and explore dark genres but it is safe and and we do that in order to tell complex stories that are reflective of the world around us you know particularly fallout is yeah. a game that is just dripping with philosophy um and a and a definite um a criticism of jangoism and complacency that led to an apocalypse and and how people are trying to rebuild and and it's Right, because in in a lot of the Fallout lore, there is uh, uh, definite parallels to to the kind of philosophical splits and divides within people who are 
all trying to survive just right. as we are in the modern world. You right. know, yeah, yeah. you get, you get some people who are like Mr. House. It's like, you know, fuck you. I've got mine. <laughs> right. And, and if I get mine, you get yours. Right. So I'll take care of you, it- but you got to take care of me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who totally subscribe to that belief, you know, of, of, no, we have to have capitalism or we have to have this because it does um, create a a system and a routine that we are familiar with. And then you have, you know, the brotherhood of steel who are, who are trying to forge ahead, but then, you know, when does religious extremism kind of. mm, Or, mm, or that ideology becomes its own religion, you know? exactly yeah it's it's so Mm -hmm. complex and i think using fallout as a storytelling tool but also as a philosophical tool is really really valuable um because there is never a sense in fallout um particularly like in the really kind of um morally complex games like new vegas there is never a sense of like yeah i did that right woo it's always you, every decision is full of doubt and mm-hmm. I don't know if I did the right thing. Maybe there is no right thing. Maybe it is always trying to figure out the lesser evil, but even still I will probably never know. Um, yeah. So it, you know, th- th- there's that, that thing. And I, and I think that is really cool uh, to explore as a performer, but also just as a person in general, well, yeah, no, which I, th- I, think I it's, am yeah. occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and we talk about it on the show all the time. I mean, this is the perfect topic topic for the show um, and to kind of wrap everything up. But like as a as a human being, we should be having those conversations and video mm. games make us have these thoughts and have these questions and have these conversations with each other. And they're the kinds of things we should be asking ourselves and talking with each other about regularly for our entire lives, because they're important questions and there are no easy answers. And we should be struggling with these questions as a community, as a society until the ends of our days, because Mm. there are no easy answers. And if we aren't struggling with those questions, then the people who are are going to take advantage of the people who aren't. And so the more we're all having these conversations together, the more we're likely to get to a better place. And if we're not, we're going to be taken advantage of. And that's just the and That's the that's how that story works out. Yeah. So for the Fallout TTRPG, I do think it veers on the side of fun in terms of isn't this post-apocalypse fun mm-hmm. and don't we love this story right. and this it's a game. setting and, and yeah. don't we want to live in here with our friends? And it's kind of like, no, it should be punishing. It, it's not <laughs> punishing, but it, it it's not fun. Living in Fallout is not fun. It is, it's kind of like, oh, I want to live in a cyberpunk world. It's like, uh, psych, mm. we're already doing it and it's bad, remember? <laughs> That's what the game was trying to tell you. Right. Cyberpunk right. 2020 was a warning and we did not heed it. And now we're living in a stupid Bitcoin world <laughs> where yes. space capitalists have it lording all over right. us. Right, where Amazon's so opening a, a, giant, a giant shipping center next to the slums in uh, Mexico. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think it can be used as a tool to help tell those much more complex stories. Um, And and if you pick up the the Fallout TTRPG by Modivius, 
Modifius Entertainment, who have been very lovely. And I hope I'm not, I think I'm giving a fair critique. It is really fun sure. to play. Um, but it maybe is a that game. Is, it is a game. Yeah. It is yeah. A game. But yeah. maybe that is a bit, uh, you know, it, it sounds like a weak criticism. It's too fun. But, <laughs> fun. Um, you know, uh, uh, Consider that when when you're kind of going in, and and I think for everyone listening to this, um, would be an easy sell because everyone's already a big fan of Fallout. Whereas I don't know that I would recommend it to someone who is a bit iffy on the law um, and a bit of a Fallout dummy, like yeah. yours truly. <laughs> right, right. Well, it would make sense that if you're going to have someone uh, GM the game, that they would have to have some foundation and knowledge in Fallout. You have to have a basic understanding of the world. Now, the party members, maybe yeah. not necessarily. That might be okay. Especially if they're playing like a vault dweller who just woke up. Yes. Yeah. And entered the world and was like, what are all these mutants and robots doing here? This, uh, this yeah. I've never seen this before. Like that could be really interesting to bring somebody into that world who's never seen it and have them experiencing everything for the first time. Because every single one of us had to play our first Fallout game at some point, And we all went through that experience. And that experience is amazing. Yeah. The game very much drops you in it too, you know, for the, the first fallout, it's kind of like, okay, go get some water, please. Yeah. What is this world? I don't <laughs> know what's going on out here. Okay. Don't what, let what's the door possible? hit you on your way out. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Um, yeah. Our, our resident vampire, the masquerade expert, Chris, uh, for season two of Rollcast, where we play vampire, the masquerade did a very similar thing. Used the fact that, as newly embraced kindred, newly embraced vampires, you have no idea what is happening and yeah. you have no idea about the complex law and social etiquette that the kindred society has. And so you have to kind of learn as you go. And so as a result, when we were learning, um, he gave us a very highly edited version of the book. He said, only read these things, only these things. And the rest we were just stumbling into um, and that's experiencing firsthand. Yeah. And and I think that's a that's a really good point that you make, Tom, of of everyone in Fallout has to experience the world um that was that is totally different from what they once knew. You know, there was Americana, everything is safe. Now there is nothing but survival. Right. Um, and how you do that as a, as a GM and as a storyteller can be really, really interesting and fun to play with for your, your players and um, add something new to the experience, I would say. Yeah, 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 that's... That could be a really fun way to bring people into it. So uh, I would recommend if you're somebody who likes tabletop games and you have people who aren't into Fallout and you are into Fallout, I wouldn't shy away from getting a hold of this and then bringing people into it as a way to introduce them into Fallout because you could totally set up a campaign that gets them into the world and, you know, like, what's a Pip-Boy? What is, you know, yeah. what's a synth? <laughs> what is a super mutant? Like, they don't know yet, but they could find yeah. out, you know. What's a stim pack? Yeah. What is, you know, what's going on in the post? Like, what's, what are these mutants? What, what's possible in this world? Well, they don't even know yeah. yet, but you do. And that could be a, a really exciting campaign because they have no idea what's possible. My, my one last thing and one last comment on it is if you're doing that, I would probably lean into the law that, you know, already, um, the game does something I, I don't quite like where it sets it 
in our times, kind of. Hmm. So it, instead of the bombs falling in what fi- the fifties, uh, uh, the bombs the bombs drop in twenty seventy six. 2077? Is that in the games also? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, whack. <laughs> 2076. I, 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 the numbers always get mixed up with me because of cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I always picture Fallout just from the two two games. As 2077. This very, yeah. It's October 23rd, 2077. Yeah. This very Americana. And I think it it is definitely um, very valuable to play into those traits and archetypes of an America that was very uh, uh, Jangoistic and and patriotic and Mm. didn't really know much about the outside world. And there was this constant underlying fear of nuclear war. However, there was the, the um, facsimile of society that was so upheld, you know, there's the nuclear family, ha ha ha, <laughs> yeah. of, of, you know, a heteronormative couple, two kids and a dog, a white picket fence. Right. And to then suddenly go, none of that was, was trustworthy. All of it was at the machinations of, of governments and military that kept that image for a specific a sense of complacency that it's instilled in people. Right. I think, I think going that, that for me really in tells you about the tonal whiplash of fallout. So I would steer more into that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think trying to set it in our things are a lot more complex. Now we know this, you know, they always have been, but, but we live in a much more nebulous time. And so I think if the bombs dropped now or in 2077, as they do, yeah, well, 2088. Well, I can't remember. 2077. Um, the, the thing with the Fallout world is that culture stops developing. That's part, that's why the music stays the same. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. it's like society um, stagnates due to some of the events in the Fallout world. So you mm-hmm. end up with this 1950s, 1960s culture that just kind of runs on indefinitely, and we don't get yeah. society developing like ours does. It just stagnates, and then it just stays the same, which is a really yeah. interesting concept. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I would lean into to that kind of thing because I, I think it does. Um, we don't need to set it in our times for the metaphors and parallels to our world to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think um, similar to how, how Cyberpunk 2020 was a comment on 80s Reagan America um, we can use fallout to kind of explore the trappings of, um, um, you know, uh, jangoism and, and military and, mm. and, um, government machinations. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just my point. thing. Yeah. That's what I do. But right. obviously that's the point of a TTRPG. You can go and do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me. I know, I know you've got to run. Um, is there anything you'd like to share about ways people can get a hold of you or what they should check out? Yeah. Before you head out? So uh, you can find me at Baby Beard Media. We are on all the socials. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. But more importantly, make sure that you subscribe to Roll to Cast. That's R O L E to Cast. If 
you um, have lots of different kind of TTRPGs that you would like to play or you've always thought about playing, we do a different game each season. So you can really get the sense of the, the genre, the variety. We're all professional actors. And so we make sure it's really slick and really compelling like a season of television would be. So make sure you download Roll to Cast, subscribe to that. If you really like us, head over to our Patreon. That's Baby Beard Media Patreon. Um, and yeah, you can also find me individually on Twitter at Ellen K Graham one, but, uh, you'll just find a lot of weird stuff on there. So <laughs> I would steer more towards what we do with Warning. media. a lot of long Furbies, a lot of my 2am Pacific Rim thoughts. Pacific um, Rim thoughts. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and me <laughs> tweeting at Guillermo del Toro. Nice. That I love him. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And, and their show is on the Robots Radio Network. So you can always go to robotsradio.net, find the link for them on there if you can't remember specifically and just follow the links if you need to. So, um, so yeah, so they're on the network. They're an awesome group. I think you guys will love their stuff. So if you if you're just getting into role playing games and you want to listen to somebody play a session to get a sense of what it might be like, that's a wonderful way to do it as well. Um, some people just have a hard time imagining like what would it be like to play a role playing session, a tabletop game? What is that like? Is it like a video game? How is it different? Go listen to them play. You'll get a sense of what it's like to play a role playing game on a table with other people. What you know? What does that even feel like? What does it sound like? It's a good way to start. So yeah, yeah. go check it out. Um, you guys know how to find my stuff. Uh, you can follow me at um, on Twitter at robots underscore radio for my specific stuff. Uh, Robotsradio.net, of course. And then um, definitely go check out the shirts that I have up on the Patreon. I'd love for you guys to take a, you can see them in more detail. There's a post. If you scroll down on the Patreon a little bit, you can see the first four designs are up. And I'd love to get some feedback on that, on those designs specifically, and even some thoughts on some of the future designs that you guys would like. I'm trying to get some stuff up there that I think you guys are going to absolutely love. And any other thoughts, like if you guys want some mugs or some other things on there, I just, I want to put some stuff on there that you guys are going to absolutely <laughs> love. I'd love to, in fact, I'd love to get some more of you guys on the Patreon as well. I want to, I want to put stuff up there that you guys are just going to, you know, eat up and heck, I mean, it'd be really awesome once this whole COVID thing you know blows over for us all to go to like a bethesda convention and all wear our t-shirts together or something wouldn't that be awesome that would be so awesome i'd love that can i yeah. come yeah of course you can come that would be that would be but great yeah. actually you know what would be really really cool <laughs> is to have a uh like a robots con in florida wouldn't that be awesome and then and then I we could all Disneyland. yeah we could go to disney or like we could we could rent out like a hotel on the beach in florida and then we could all just have like a like an extended weekend on the beach and we can have like well hanging if we out want that to happen that would be amazing get your vaccines yeah get your vaccines <laughs> make sure that you wear your mask wear your mask and get your vaccines can, and i'll see you in florida let's kick this thing's butt <laughs> and then maybe who knows maybe a year two years from now we can have robot con over here in florida we can get a bunch of the hosts from the different shows to all come out that would be freaking amazing we have that big extended awesome. weekend we could do like we could all do live podcasts together we can hang out with a bunch of everybody that would be so we play cool. games together we could all play games we could have tabletop game sessions going we could bring like laptops and consoles and we could all have like internet set up so we all play games together we could go to the beach together we could like we could do so many cool things that would be so awesome this we is just gotta, too amazing it would be it would be <laughs> We could we could have shirts and stuff. I mean, it would be great. All right. Oh. Well, 
Thank you again, for, Alan. Thank you again for joining <laughs> me. It would, it would be awesome. And heck, I, I, live, I live close close enough to the beach that we could set it all up. It would be it would be so cool. All right. Well, I'll let you go. Thank you for checking out the show. We'll be back again next week with a regular episode. And um, I'll see you again next time. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Plug into everything else we're doing. Check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.